0: This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball.
1: Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 27 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. And today, guys, we have a very special episode waiting for you. But before we get into all that, I just want to make sure if you're here for the first time, welcome. For those of you who have always been there supporting since day one, we appreciate all the support. And if you haven't reviewed, rated, and subscribed to the podcast, you have an opportunity to still do so. That will be greatly appreciated. For a person who has been involved in sports my entire life, It's a great honor to be able to sit down and speak to someone that I've looked up to for years and years. He has hosted a variety of shows at ESPN, including SportsCenter, Outside the Lines, NFL Live, Baseball Tonight, First Take. These are mostly shows all of you listeners watch as well, just like me, so you're a sports fan, so you know this. And that's not even his greatest accomplishment. He's won two Emmy Awards on SportsCenter, so that's how amazing and how great his career has been. So with no further ado, guys, let's just get right into it and I hope you enjoyed this interview with the one and only, Jay Harris. How you doing, sir?
0: Man, I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing wonderful, man. Just just like we talked, you know, before, I, I appreciate you taking out the time to do this interview with me because you're somebody I looked up to and I always aspire to be like you, to do the job really well.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Of course, of course. So Mr. Harris, um, You know, while we were, you know, I was trying to get prepping for this interview and speaking to you offline, we, I I talked to my parents about something that I really, really wanted to ask you about, which was, you know, in order for you to get where you are right now in your career, there were things that you really had to go through to get here. And while I was doing some research about you, um, I saw that you were a hardcore news reporter in Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. For the WPH TV. So, talk me through that. How was that?
0: Um, that was a great experience. It happened because I went to Pittsburgh for a, a radio job. And um, during my time in radio, I met some folks who were still remained friends with who did TV. And I always wanted to do television. And... Um, they hit me to a couple of opportunities, but when WPGH came into the market, mm-hmm. I uh, contacted the executive producer who I knew from radio, and you know he said my my TV experience was very very minimal, and it was very doubtful that I would be able to make the that make the move to cross over from radio to TV, especially in a market the size of Pittsburgh.
1: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. One
0: one day he called me. And said uh, he needed some help. His um, weekend reporter was leaving. And he needed somebody ASAP. Um, so he would hire me on a temporary basis. Until he found somebody with uh, good experience to bring on permanently. Which was fine with me. I just needed an opportunity. Right. I mean, I would already... When I started in radio, um, I actually started working... Uh, for free, um, because mm-hmm. it was an opportunity. Uh, we could talk about that later if you want to. Of course. So I um, started my my temporary job at WPGH. First weekend, they had me put everything on tape just to make sure I didn't mess it up. I couldn't go live or or what have you. Mm-hmm. The next weekend, they did let me go live, uh, and I did a really really cool live shot from the Pittsburgh regatta, and. It looked really good on television, but the fireworks and a hundred thousand people at this area of Pittsburgh called the point where the three rivers meet. And it was, it was, a it was a good story that I, I told cause we had some really talented photographers and they got some great video and, and made a good package, made a great live shot and they liked it. Right. So I was a temporary reporter for about three months until they decided that, uh, I could do the job. And they asked me if I wanted to work there full time. And I said, yeah.
1: Wow, that's that's uh wow that's a quite interesting story, that's that's amazing because um I I've recently graduated I would say, what twelve years I graduated from college in two thousand seven and what you hear a lot is that you have to put in hard work to get where you are and you know just hearing that bit part of you telling that story you just made me realize how much really you had to go through of course you didn't go through all the you know fine details but it makes makes me understand. and I'm sure the listeners will understand as well, how much work it takes. And like you said, opportunity, that's what matters. And I another, agree. yes, go ahead.
0: No, I, I was just going to say, I, um, I, I tell young folks all the time when I have the opportunity to, to stand up in front of them and talk mm-hmm. that it really doesn't matter what field you want to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, you find something that you're passionate about and you start your networking and make contacts with the folks who do the things that you want to do. Uh, that helped me get my first opportunity in radio. Um, and, and you just, you just go from there. And if it takes working for free, uh, if it takes an internship, if it takes working for little money, uh, sometimes you hit the jackpot and you make a lot of money out of the box um, absolutely but you know you just you do what you have to do to get where you need to go
1: yeah of course and 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 you know you led right into my you know the next thing i wanted to you know really talk about and explore which is you you go from the wphcv say so you worked on the radio you got on tv you finally got your shot but then let's fast forward to now now you're working at espn you know you have a in my eyes one of the greatest jobs in the world in sports so that transition that you made from Pittsburgh to espn how how was that for you? What made you make that transition? Because you go from just reporting news to not just doing strictly sports.
0: It wasn't something I was looking for. A uh, mm-hmm. friend of mine that I worked with while doing radio in Pittsburgh had left um, to join ESPN Radio in Bristol.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and then he moved within the company to the area of... Uh, talent, recruitment, and negotiations. So at the end of my contract, uh, I was the main anchor at WPGH for three years. At the end of my contract, I sent him a tape because I wanted him to critique it. And he liked it. And unbeknownst to me, he sent the tape around inside of ESPN to show some folks and they liked it. And then he called me one day and said he wanted to bring me in for an audition and I I said audition for what and he told me and I said I I don't do sports I do news and um, he said well they liked your tape Um, why don't you just you know come in and check it out and my wife said you watch ESPN all the time why don't you just go check it out so I did And um, at that time in 2003, uh, they made a conscious decision to be more representative on the air, be a little bit more brown.
1: Right. (laughs) I gotcha. So
0: uh, they brought in, they were going to bring in five, um, five brown folks. I was number three. Mm -hmm. And I got in and I met my producer for my audition and wrote my audition because we, we write most of our stuff. Um, and I did the highlight. i never, I'd never done a highlight before, but I just had fun with it. And whatever I did, they liked it. Cause I, after my audition, I interviewed with a bunch of folks and then I went back to Pittsburgh and my buddy called me up a couple of days later and said, congratulations. They want to hire you. Wow. And I told him
1: no. Even more. Wow. <laughs> you told him <them laughs> no, that's it. That's quite interesting. I, I really well, want to know more about this. <laughs> I,
0: didn't, well, I, I, I didn't want to do sports. I was—you said so yourself—I was a hardcore news guy, right? And honestly, as as great as it was and still is, ESPN was and still is. It just wasn't on my radar. I was—I was thinking that the Today Show or Good Morning America. That—that's where my head was at. Right. So I, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking sports, and I definitely wasn't thinking. About the opportunities inside of sports. Because uh, if you break it all down, it's, it's journalism, period. And you're telling mm-hmm. stories, period. That's what it is. So, yeah, I, I told him no, and he understood. And um, he said, fine. I think it was the next day he called me back and he said, they really, really want to hire you. And I, and I said, well, tell me about the job. And he talked to me about doing ESPN News and mm-hmm. nights and weekends. And I just asked him, well, how much does it pay? And he told me and I, and he gave me a, like a range, you know, I, right. I said, well, I'm in that range now. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to move to Connecticut. Um, it's cold in Connecticut, like, like it's not cold in Pittsburgh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't want to move the wife and didn't want to move the, the boy. He was, I think he was three at the time mm-hmm. and I appreciated it, but I you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, unbeknownst to me while this is going on um, my wife called my friend and asked him if this was a good opportunity for me mm-hmm. and he told her yeah I think it's a
1: good opportunity for him
0: and she was like yeah okay he'll be there
1: <laughs> so the wife made the executive decision for the family
0: well so she thought she did at that time ah, okay. because I still wasn't sold on it um, and I talked it over with my agent and we decided to throw a number at ESPN and they didn't meet it, but they got close. Now, mind you, it was never about money, but I figured since he told me the range, let's, you know, let's, let's just talk about it. Right. And when they got close, then it was like, well, I really should think about this. Um, and I told him, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Um, I, I think it'd be a good opportunity for me. And he's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah, we're going to do it because they wanted to make a decision and they wanted to make an announcement. So I told them, OK, I'll take the job and went to bed that night and woke up the next morning and I said, I'm not going. I'm not taking the job. <laughs> and my wife gave me that look that all women give men when the women know the men are about to do something stupid and mess mm. something up.
1: Right. Right. <laughs>
0: And she got out the legal pad and put a line down in the middle of the pros and cons and the the Disney benefits alone um, put ESPN way way over the top so uh, 16 years later I guess yeah she did make the executive decision and
1: right <laughs> that, that's where we are man that oh, man Jay that's that's awesome and interesting to hear and you know this is part of why I you know for all those years, you know, just watching you on sports and it, you know, I, cause my mom told me I have the talent to see, you know, to read people. And I, I saw the way you, I see now, even the way you, you carry over the news, it makes it appealing to us viewers who watch every day. And I just really wanted to know more about your story. You know, I'm so glad just hearing this part of the story to just how amazing it is to get where you are now. Once you made that decision, or rather the wife made the decision for you, like you just described, yeah. in right. 2003, when you first started, I'm sure just like any other job, you make a, I guess, a transition. There were some hurdles you faced at ESPN, if there were any. And if there were, how did you deal with those?
0: The hurdles were my own. The hurdles were mental, to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, at the core, it's journalism. You you get an assignment. Um, and you write. You first you do your research, uh, and then you write your stories, um, and then you go on the air and you present your stories. You you create a show and you do your thing. Um, it took me about a year to really feel comfortable in an all sports environment, even though I was always a sports fan. Right. But um, I didn't feel quite authentic because you know everybody around me had been in sports forever. Um, mm. they, they knew all the players, they knew all the the intric- intricacies that I didn't know, but it took me about a year to realize that I didn't have to know all of that stuff at once. There's a great team around me, um, who will assist basically at the drop of a dime. We have a, an outstanding research department that makes us look really, really smart on television.
1: Mm. Um,
0: the production assistants who put together the highlights I cut the video, I mean, it, it's putting together a SportsCenter show or any show at ESPN is, is, is a well-oiled machine. Everyone has their specialty, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera, and everyone works to make everyone else on the show better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: it, took me, it took me about a year to realize that I, didn't, I wasn't in this by myself that I just had to, to trust my teammates and I'd be okay. So right, and my hurdle was myself.
1: All right, that, that's that's another interesting point you mentioned because sometimes um, what we see on TV and in this particular case, when, when we see you on TV, we say, oh, man, you know, Jay Harris has it all going for him. He knows everything that's going on. But here you're being, in a sense, i say quite vulnerable by admitting that, you know, it's, it's just not me. There's a lot of other things going on in the back end to make me shine, I guess. And, you know, I really appreciate that, that input. You know, I, I also want to talk to you about, uh, now she's my friend, Antonietta Collins. I interviewed her on my seventh episode when I first started the podcast. And, you know, she's brilliant. She's amazing. She she knows her job really well. And I'm, And I've seen some shows you guys have done together. Can you walk me through how you guys work that well? Like, how's that cohesion go that's a good question i don't know if i can
0: totally answer that um i i think well i don't know if if every um tv network or station uh in america has this but we we all seem to work pretty well together yes uh, i i don't i don't know if it's I don't know if it's the sports angle. I, I, I don't know. Or the professionalism. It, there's just something, it maybe it's something in the water in Bristol. It
1: <laughs> must be.
0: Yeah. But when we're assigned a show and we come in in the morning and we're all sitting together, prepping and talking and laughing and joking and cracking on each other and going to the cafeteria to get food and going to get makeup, you, you create the bond. Um, you create a, a cohesion, and you you, you become a team. Um, so maybe that that's what you see. You see everything that we do behind the scenes together just play out on television.
1: Right. Yeah. Because the,
0: the show is the the show is the end of our day. Mm. The, the beginning of our day is when we come in and we do all the prep work. So we're together for a, a good long time before we actually do the show that we prepare for you.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Of course, yeah, that you mentioned that you have this cohesion. And of course, it's quite ironic you report the sports, but then you also mentioned something earlier in, in in our talk here that you know it's quite something that I emphasize as well when I coach. You know, the church kids at my church for basketball is that you don't have to do everything on your own. You have a team to do it, and of course, over time, things will flow naturally. And that's what I appreciate so much about you know, ESPN and all the shows because everything just works well. And, you know, that leads me to ask you as well about now that you have this job, you said now 16 years, I'm sure you've met a multitude of athletes and guys that you've spoken to. You also mentioned that you don't have to know anything. How do you interact with the guys that just coming out, like say the NFL, the NBA, and you have to do, let's say like a part of a segment with them. Um, are you in awe of them? What's what's your take on that? How do you feel about that?
0: I've always been a sports fan, so it's been cool to meet some of the people that I've cheered for, rooted for, um, cheered against, depending on the situation. Um, when they come in to do segments, first of all, okay, let me back it up a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If if they come in, it's because they want to be there.
1: Ah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: So there's no reason for me to be in awe, or anyone to be in awe, because it's my job at that point to make them look good. Right. Um, Especially the ones who come in and maybe they're considering um, broadcasting as a as a second career, uh, considering being an analyst or whatever. It's it's my job to make them comfortable. To make whatever we do on the air look really good, so as they 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 come in as rookies and they join the team that's it's pretty much how we we um how we look at it
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i i uh i've had the opportunity to work with a lot of really cool people um and I had one <laughs> one experience doing a, a one of the this is sports center commercials yes with my, with my colleague Steve Levy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we did one with uh, former Boston Red Sox player Manny Ramirez where he's sitting there and he speaks in Spanish and we are like it's just Manny being Manny just answering the phone he says hola and we just go crazy because he's speaking Spanish it's right. really Manny bless his heart was just in awe of ESPN, and he wanted to take a picture with me and Steve. Oh wow! And we were like,
1: seriously? <laughs> oh man, you want to take a picture with us? <laughs> yeah, you want to take a picture with us?
0: We'd like to take a picture with you, but sure, let's take a picture. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of funny. Um, the athletes are fans, just like the the non athletes who come through there and, and, and do the tours and just see the place and see the studio and it's like wow because everyone has grown up watching this four letter network, you
1: know? Yeah, exactly.
0: So that that kinda makes it that kinda makes it for a really, really cool environment.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, it's something you just mentioned just now, that this is Sports Center. I'm sure some of my listeners, they're not old enough to remember this stuff, but I I remember one particular commercial that you were in it was the one i think it was the New jersey devil's mascot you walk into the elevator and you mm-hmm. asked him are you going up and he said, he just shook his head and that to me was the funniest thing ever because that that to me made me just want to watch espn forget everything else that was going on if those commercials were on i just wanted to see them so it was it's pretty awesome
0: that's cool i appreciate that i'll let some i'll let them know because we, it's time for it's time we do some more. I'll let them know that i let them know you said that.
1: Yes, that's awesome, man. Because I was actually, you know, talking to my little brother about that. Some a couple months ago because I mentioned to him in a conversation that hey, for a long time I haven't seen one of those type of commercials. And it, it's quite fun because I think the kids today just need to see the authenticity and the 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 brains behind those commercials. They're awesome. And well, you, you guys,
0: know, there's a bunch. They're all online. You can just Google them.
1: Yeah, that too, of course. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the other thing we have now. We have everything at our disposal. But Jay, another thing, right? To me, that you know that that I really want to know, and for me, this is something personal. I'm sure the listeners will want to know as well. Um, in on your in your daily life, I'm sure, just like the other ESPN personalities, there are things that you do. I would say after work hours these foundations that you commit yourself to causes that you commit yourself to are you committed to a particular cause at the moment that you will want us to to be aware of
0: not one in particular i i will lend my name and my time to different ones um and i love to play golf so i do a lot of um like celebrity golf tournaments for for various causes um, it, nothing in particular. I've been flirting with doing my own event. I just haven't done it yet because this takes takes a lot of work and a lot of time. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, when I leave work, I you know I come home and you know hang with the, the wife and kids, and I cut the grass and and do the dishes and regular home people stuff. That you know, that's I might watch some television, catch up on some shows it's just like everybody else i just mm. put on makeup for a living for my main job
1: all right that's interesting In- interesting and of course again
0: and i enjoy cutting my own grass By the
1: way, <laughs> i absolutely hate it but you know i'm glad you enjoyed that but it, it's good to know that we can again just like i mentioned multiple times and i have on multiple interviews as well and my listeners know this. I like to make it personal because what we see sometimes is not what it entirely is. And sometimes we, we see the personalities that we look up to and we think, oh, man, this is probably what they do all day. And just like you said, probably when your show's over, you just want to get home to your wife and your kids. And it's just part of life.
0: Yeah, even though sometimes they probably, you know, I get on their nerves and that's fine. That's what I'm supposed to do.
1: <laughs> that, that's how it happens uh mr harris one more thing that that just came to my mind now and as a sports guy i i dive myself into analytics just at the name of my podcast it's called stat man mm-hmm. for years i've i've tried to use stats to all make, always make a point about my arguments you when you first started in 2003 there was not as many analytic guys or analytics wasn't as used as much as now how do you deal with that now on your job? Because you said some of the things you have to write and some research you have to do as well. So how do you guys integrate that now?
0: I, I think um the whole numbers game, the analytics is great uh as a tool, but I you know, I try to always remember there's some things you just cannot measure. You can't you can't measure heart, you can't measure desire, you can't measure passion, you, you can't measure Creativity, and all of that plays a part. So you can look at all the numbers you want to, but the numbers don't always tell the complete story. So I, I try to remember that and use them as a tool, and not necessarily as a as a crutch or an end all be all.
1: Ah, uh, that's that's quite interesting. And I, you know, now, like you said, it's all about the numbers because even teams now just build their. Your franchise is around the numbers, but like you said, what really matters at the end is your heart and your determination as to how you do not just what happens in sport, but also your job. I I also I also find it interesting how you you know bring forth the the news and the stories on on ESPN. Do you believe this is something that you have carried as a gift, or something that you worked on really hard during your career to get to the point you are now?
0: It's always been an interest. Um, mm-hmm. I was always a uh, not afraid to stand up in front of class or be the storyteller or class clown or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know if it's necessarily a gift. I know I worked hard, I, and I, I I still try and work every day to have a, I'm going to try and have a better show tomorrow than I did today because I know I can. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I like to call it the practice of journalism, kind of like the practice of medicine. Yes, because I'm still chasing. The, I'm still chasing the perfect show. And if uh-huh. I keep chasing, if I keep chasing it, that's fine. If I never get there, that's fine because the the chase, the journey, that's that's the joy. Um, pushing yourself, kind of like what athletes do when it gets down to, to the fourth quarter, crunch time. You you push yourself. You have a you have a goal in mind. So I am. Um, I it's it's definitely work and maybe some god-given talent. I mean, it all the talent is god-given. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a lot of work.
1: Yeah, that that's um that's something that's that's good to know that you know, somebody of I would say at cuz I can't find a word right now. Somebody in your position and the amount of people that you reach is good for, you know, and people to hear that, to know that it's not just hey You know, the talent that I have, I'm going to make it that far. You just have to put that work and that effort in. Earlier, you mentioned that, of course, you're a fan just like the rest of us. Right now, NCAA tournament. How's your bracket going?
0: We don't want to talk about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's all destroyed just like all the rest of us?
0: Dude, I'm just like everybody else, man. You know, Hannah Hannah Storm's bracket is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's, She's holding it down for the show. My bracket is not. My bracket is not good. And every, <laughs> every year, I just seem to pick the wrong upset to string out the wrong team. Um, the further I go along, it's better because I pick more favorites as we got towards getting towards the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight and the Final Four.
1: Ah, okay. But, um,
0: the first round of sixty-four and the round of thirty-two. Yeah, I had some missteps. So.
1: Yeah, I had, a few, I had a few as well. How's your bracket? Since you want to ask me about mine,
0: how's yours? My bracket?
1: Well, I do my bracket strictly on ESPN. So, like, after like after the first night, I, I had about, like, six wrong. Murray State, they practically destroyed my bracket. And then you had, uh, I think I think it was Oregon and Ohio State. They also messed up my bracket. It was, yeah, it, it was done. But yeah, right now, that. the only hope That's I that. have is because ESPN says I'm in a 64th percentile. Okay. So, I... I'm still doing pretty okay, I guess.
0: Okay, okay. good for okay. you.
1: Yeah, that's that's I appreciate it. I, I guess I pick my teams and I use statistics as well because I don't watch every game all season long, so I have to guess somehow. But I'm doing pretty okay right now. Um, f- for you, your favorite team growing up and leading into this whole bracket thing, it's like you, you root for this one team your entire life. But which team is this? Because I don't know, I've never know who Jay Harris roots for aside from old dominion
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh i grew up in chapel hill north carolina as a north carolina state and duke fan which was odd
1: wow Um, okay
0: yeah uh for some reason i gravitated toward the boston celtics
1: Hmm. which
0: was which was great during the 80s because my best friend was a lakers fan um so, I was I was Bird and he was Magic and we had battles. It was it was fantastic. It was a great time to be a
1: basketball fan. Absolutely um, it was.
0: Uh after 12 years in Pittsburgh, I'm a Pirates, Steelers and Penguins fan.
1: Oh, that's that's nice. So you you pretty much just, you know, took the home teams and made them yours then. That's what it yeah. is. Uh, that's 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 good. Now, my thing is, right, you're in studio all day. You talk about sports all day. You've been doing it for 16 years now. You are a fan. And I must ask you, just like I ask everyone else that I see on the train, on the subway, who is the greatest player of all time, NBA? I just need to know. What do you think? I don't
0: know. I don't think you can answer that question.
1: Oh, that's an interesting
0: answer. Well, I just posted something like that, answering or not answering that question on on Instagram. I reposted something uh, that... uh, one of my Instagram friends uh, posted about that. You cannot adequately compare players and eras because the game has changed so much. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair to compare because if you, if you give, if you give Wilt Chamberlain today's technology, who's stopping him?
1: Nobody, not a single soul.
0: Exactly. And honestly, if you take, a player from today and put him back in Wilt's era. Wilt's still going to be Wilt. I mean, right. LeBron may LeBron may still be LeBron, but Wilt's still going to be Wilt, and, and I can't I can't discount that. I mean, no one wants to talk about Kareem, but he just he just has six titles, just like Mike. Um, he's got MVPs. He's got uh, he, he scored the most points ever. I mean, his 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 resume is worthy. Of greatest of all time But no one talks about Kareem Right I mean Bill Russell has 11 rings So I mean And people talk about Well they played in an era where there were 8 teams Well they played when they played But they they were dominant when they played And their games Would hold up So I like appreciating People where they were And for what they did and I try not to uh, get into the greatest of all time because I just I just don't think you can say that. I just don't.
1: You know, it, this is this is quite interesting, Mr. Harris, because it's <laughs> it's it's quite amazing how most of the time when I ask this question, most people tend to lean to one side or the other. They say, Oh, this guy, or the other guy. And I'm one of those people as well. Because I believe I don't know how you feel about this, but I believe that sure, you can't compare the errors, but I think sometimes we fall into the what I like to call a trap. That we have to pick one or the other And just like you described There is no Sure, there's the one guy that we gravitate to That is Michael Jordan We say he's the greatest based on all these things But at yep. the same time Who came up with the handbook to say who's the greatest? Yep. We're just making comparisons So it's quite interesting the answer that you gave
0: I mean, growing up Mike Michael Jordan said his favorite player Was David Thompson I loved David Thompson too When he was at North Carolina State hmm And were it not for some issues he had when he turned pro, you have no idea how good David Thompson would have been or could have been. My son and I talk about Len Bias all the time. Yes. just what if? if? I mean, so you just, you just, it's it's hard, man, which is why I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I just want to appreciate everybody individually for what they did and where they were. Right and where and,
1: they are. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, you know, growing older and I'm coming to appreciate that, you know, that inside, just taking sides, sometimes it's not healthy because it makes you it makes you not appreciate the greatness that is in front of you right now because I, I, I've i been a, always a big sports fan and right now, I'm sure you've heard it, in, in soccer, it's Ronaldo or Messi and then in basketball right now, it's LeBron James, it's whether Kevin Durant or Michael Jordan and I come yeah. to realize, as much as I don't, quote-unquote, like those other players because they don't do the things that i like or i see doesn't mean they're not great and i've come to appreciate it over time which is which is yeah. why i appreciate your answer it was quite great
0: <laughs> well thank you thank you very much
1: absolutely you know and just to you know just to end this off i wanted to ask you uh jay harris for somebody who is going into any profession like you said earlier in the sit down anybody who's going in any profession is the one to go into sports if they want to do sports anchoring whatever it may be what is the best advice based on your experience that you will give one of them
0: find your passion if you if you find something that you really 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 enjoy and you're fortunate enough to do that for a living it's I mean that the old saying it's not I, I didn't make this up you will honestly never work a day in your life my, my, da- my dad, before he passed away, he would watch. And he's like, son, it's almost like you don't even have a job because <laughs> you're just up there. You're talking, you're talking that talk you do, just, and you, you're having fun. You're smiling with your people and you, you're putting on a, a good show and you know what you're talking about and you just enjoy it. So it's 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 not work. It's it's a pleasure. It, it really it, it's a pleasure to do what I do. That's not to say there aren't, you know, trying days or trying stories or difficult things or things that go wrong. But at the end of the day, man, I got a great gig and yeah. I love it. So if you find that, whatever it is, I talked to some kids the other night I said, you want to be a doctor? You Hang out with your, hang out with your doctor and see what her or his day is, is like. See if you really like it. Just, it, you just. Find your passion and Absolutely. create that, create the opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's great advice, and I it applies to me as well. Obviously, because I since I was a kid, I always wanted to do something sports wise. And right now, my hobby is just doing this podcast. And I, you know, it was just a privilege to have you on because I've been watching you for a long time. So it's great to get that advice from you. So that will help me push forward in trying to do this podcast the best I can as cool. well. Good. So Good Thank deal. you very much But before I let you go I have three questions Just like I ask All my other guests Just three questions right. for you White chocolate or black chocolate?
0: Wow That's tough <laughs> I don't know why Maybe it's because it's sweeter I've always
1: Leaned towards white chocolate Okay Alright Next one Marvel movies Or DC movies? Come on man Hey, Marvel. I don't know the answer. I'm a Marvel, Marvel guy, so I don't know your answer. I'm
0: a I'm a Marvel guy. Wonder Woman was excellent, but DC just can't seem to get it right. I'm going Marvel. Marvel's great.
1: Hey, I'm with plus, you, I'm, man. Marvel all com- the way.
0: I'm a company man. man. It's Marvel.
1: <laughs> of course. Of course. There you go. Now, this is the very, very, very important one. Very, very important one. All right? If you were on a boat, all right? And Bill Russell's on the left side and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's on the right side. Who do you think is going to save you?
0: If I'm on a boat.
1: And the boat is sinking.
0: And the boat is sinking.
1: You have Bill Russell on the left and Kareem on the right. Who do you think is going to save you? (laughs) Me. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're
0: going to be trying to save themselves and I don't blame them. Um, that's a tough question. I, I would I would hope that one or both of them would help a brother out.
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's something maybe for you to think about. That that's yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think about that. Oh man, Mr. J. Harris, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and I'm sure the listeners would appreciate this as well. Thank you you're so much. You very hope well. we can do this again soon. For sure. All right, thank you. Ah, that was absolutely awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did. Jay Harris, like I said, is a person that I looked up to for a long, long time. So in my short podcasting career, this was a great accomplishment to sit down with him and, you know, talk to him about everything life and sports. But before I let you guys go, you already know what to do on Instagram, Facebook. You can follow us if you already have not. You'll find latest news and updates. And also, this week we're going to have a great giveaway. We're going to give away a t-shirt and a hat and also a wallpaper. So keep up with that so you'll have the information on how to participate. But for right now, Statman signing out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.